Welcome to More of That Presents Discographology, the podcast where a Springfield, Missouri band dives deep into a band's catalog, one album at a time. I am Matt. I play guitar. I'm Josh on bass. I'm Logan on guitar. I'm Blake and I play the drums. And we are More of That. Welcome back to Discographology, the show where some things are long forgotten and some things are never said. <laughs> this time, we're talking about Heim's sophomore album, Something to Tell You. As far as background on this album, it was released July 7th of the year 2017 on Columbia Records, a subsidiary of Conglomerate Sony. Between the first and second records, there was a four-year-long wait, and I can speak from personal experience as um, a Heim fanboy that it was it was kind of it seemed like a painfully long wait at the time, and it there was kind of a, a feeling of uh, when are they coming back? Are they ever coming back? Was was Heim a one and done thing? Like um, it seems like pop bands are are doing something every six months these days and uh four years four years is quite a stretch but uh after uh two years of touring for days are gone and uh two years of of trying to write an album and and kind of giving up on it and starting over they finally pulled this thing out something to tell you was recorded at two places this time i actually nailed down the two places where it was recorded because they were actually on the internet this time. So the first was Valentine Studios, which is kind of a a little used uh, studio in either the Valley or uh, North Hollywood, depending on... I don't understand L.A. I'm not an L.A. person. I thought you nailed this uh, shit down, Blake. Look, look, (laughs) it's either... It's somewhere on the it's somewhere on the cusp of San Fernando Valley and NoHo, and I know that some LA heads are going to try to crucify me for getting that wrong, but that's Valentine Studios, Los Angeles. Um, the other place was their producer um, Ariel. I really should have looked looked up yeah, how his to pronounce name is difficult. <laughs> so the, with the Rex Shade. I'm going to say I'm going to say Ariel Rex Shade, the the one who uh, who dated Danielle. His home studio in Burbank was the other place. Um, this record was produced, of course, by the Heim sisters as well as Rex Shade again. Also, uh, on board for this one, uh, Rostam, and I'm probably only going to say this last name <laughs> once, and I, I do love the name because Batman. his name contains... <laughs> His name contains the word Batman, so you know it's a great name. But I'm going to say Rostam Batmanglage. Um, I'm sure I mutilated that. Just call him Rostam uh, Batman. It's fine. I'm going to call him Rostam Vampire Weekend because that's what he's famous for, being in Vampire Weekend. He also produced Vampire Weekend, um, Le- so he's kind of multi-hyphenate. Legend has it. Go he's ahead. very pleased with himself. <laughs> you know... Just by the look on his face that that he's motherfucker's no, He's no himself. longer in Vampire Weekend, though. Is that true? Yeah, he left, and but he was on the last album on a couple of songs. Like, I okay. think he left the band, but he still like produces occasionally for them and plays some stuff for them. So 
Um, well, you know, believe it or not, I I haven't kept up with Vampire Weekend too much, so I didn't <laughs> I didn't know. Um, he's he's been known to produce an indie band uh, here and there, and he's 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 kind of known uh, in indie circles for being uh, that guy. Um, there were two guest producers, uh, I believe, each did one song. One of them was uh, Blood Pop, a man named Blood Pop, a person named Blood Pop. Oh, I don't even know the gender. Blood Pop, Corn Pop. Um, <laughs> So Blood Pop was a bad dude. Blood Pop's okay? a bad dude. No, he's like the dad of blood. You know, he's Blood Pop. Hey, Blood Pops. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. It's it's not Blood Daddy. Blood Daddies. So Gotta Blood Pops, pops. credit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't even get through the background. Um, <laughs> blood Pops. He's He's been a writer and producer of Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, Madonna, and other pop superstars. Then we've also got Twin Shadow worked on some of this. Ooh, I, like, um, I like some Twin Shadow. Yeah, I like some Twin Shadow too. Real name George Lewis Jr. He also does some um, production when he's not Twin Shadowing it up. Um, the record got generally positive critical reception. On Let's see, its Metacritic score is a 69, nice, out of 100. <laughs> uh, it debuted on the U.S. Billboard 200 at number 7. And on the UK albums chart, it debuted at number two once again, showing the UK always uh, recognizes better records when we don't. I don't know. Uh, notoriously Fickle NME, uh, I should say Notoriously Difficult NME, gave it four stars. So that's got to mean something, right? Yeah. Um, and can anyone guess at the number one song on July 7th, 2017? It wasn't a Heim song. <sighs> I did not look it up. Mm. I, I'm glad you didn't time, look it up because you can play my guessing game. Time has no meaning for me anymore. Uh, was was Despacito still kicking around in <laughs> oh 2017? My, okay. Probably not. That's that's, lo- uh, that's longer ago than that, right? Matt got it in one. Holy wow. shit. Nice. So nice work, Matt. This, if I know one thing show... about Matt Taylor, it's that he <laughs> stays up on current <laughs> pop trends. Really so. have my finger on the pulse. I I don't know that I've ever. I'm sure I've heard Despacito, but it hasn't been. Joe Biden played it. It's. I don't think it's an. I think it's a Spanish language song. Yes. Uh, by someone named Luis Fonsi and and Daddy Yankee. There were. I guess there was a version with Justin Bieber. Now he did his. He spit his bars in English. Uh. I don't know what the fuck a Despacito is. Uh, so with, I'm kind of revealing my age. With now we're getting into we're getting into the era where I don't know what the fuck What's, is charting. Yeah, I like, have no idea what language so, you guys are talking. De- depending on depending on what chart you look at, I couldn't even get a straight answer. It was so the number one song that day was either Despacito or the song called "Stay" by Zed. I know that Zed is like this electronic guy. I thought he was a Power Zed Rangers feet- villain. <laughs> not Lord Z- not Lord Zed. This is Zed with two D's. Oh, okay. Uh, fe- Please, Lord Zed is my uh, father. <laughs> uh, Zed featuring Rita Repulsa. It says. Oh right. shit! She's back. Uh, Zed featuring uh, Alicia Cara. See, I don't. Even, I don't know what any of this stuff is. So that's yeah. how well I was paying attention in 2017. About the only thing I was paying attention to apparently was um, Heim because I remember. Awaiting this record uh, and 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 loving it when it came out, uh, being very excited for it. I think that's all the background I have. Let me check something real quick. Yeah, um, this 
this album also marks the beginning of Heim's relationship with uh, director P.T. Anderson. Mm. Um, now, Josh, I know you usually kind of do the music video features. Do you I, have more I, I do have them for that? this one, yes. I, the, you can go Mortal ahead and mention Kombat the thing guy? about P.T. Anderson, though, what he did. Yeah. <laughs> not... Now, not Paul, what Alien is it, Paul Anderson Predator? Jr. or something? I think, is that not P.T.? Res- Resident Evil? <laughs> not him, not I him. Kid, the other, kid, the, other kid. the less famous Paul Anderson. Th- this is, um, uh, yeah. But, I, I mean, do you have the, Paul Thomas Anderson did a short film about the making of this. Correct, this, called called Valentine, yes. named after the studio. Um but you, you, if you, if you want to talk about their videos as we go, you can do yes, so. Yes, I, I will do that. But okay. it's good to reference that. Yeah, Valentine is about a what twenty minute long performance yeah. of uh, film it's a, that it's he a shot. Studio film, yeah, just kind of an behind the scenes in the studio film. Yes. Um, PTA directed six of Heim's last nine videos, so they they got kind of a nice. thing going on. Um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um i hear like the kitchen sink being thrown around back there what's what's going on matt's microwaving a hungry man meal (laughs) it's got some hot pockets i I had to kick the cats out uh blake uh you you discussed your relationship there with the album with the fact that it uh yeah you know you were anticipating it coming out in 2017 did you buy it on vinyl when it came out were you into vinyl? Not at that when time? it came. I, no. Uh, well, sometime after, I want to say less than a year after it came out, I got the uh, Urban Outfitters exclusive version of the vinyl. It has like different art. Uh, of course, it's a double disc forty five, like all their stuff is. So I do have it, but uh, yeah, not, I didn't get. I didn't pre order it or anything. Do, does anyone else have a relationship with this particular record? I I will say that uh, unlike the last one, I didn't even have a burn copy of this one. I I remember when it came out, and I definitely listened to the singles from it and watched the videos and knew knew those songs. But I never, for whatever reason, went and you know picked up a copy and ripped it. Probably because by that point, 2017. I'm trying to think when I got Spotify. By a certain point, it was just <laughs> I was listening to it on Spotify, which is how I listened to it this time as well, um, where I just did it that way rather than going and you know ripping a cd from the library or something um like i did with the yeah. first album so this one i i knew the singles <laughs> and i hadn't listened to it though in total until this time around for the podcast um where i listened to it all the way through but i will get through my opinion on that as we go uh matt did you sure. have any relationship with this album how did you listen this time I uh, listened uh, a couple of ways. I ha- put it in headphones, and then I was doing some homework over the weekend and uh, threw it on the HomePod uh, and watched the, you know, ha- had it up on, on the TV, the just the YouTube of it. Um, so I uh, ha- hadn't really heard, um, I-, I-, I had heard of Heim, but but definitely hadn't heard of the, the- there are any follow-up records. So, uh, you know, this was pretty much entirely new to me, and um you know, really, uh, really fun to go through. You know, you can definitely heard a lot of kind of uh, callbacks or 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 parallels to uh, songs from the from the first album, but uh, also some kind of um, more uh, interesting electronic stuff that uh, uh, that I was digging as well. So um, it, it was it was neat to to get into for the first time. I have no yeah. no connection at all 
So it was new, brand new to me. Um, but I've been excited to get into it after we, you know, wrapped up the days are gone episodes. So, uh, yeah, new to me. Um, but I did listen to it. I listened to it on earbuds mainly, uh, through YouTube music. So, um, I should mention, um, I listened to a couple ways. Uh, I listened to a bunch on, uh, Apple music, which is, uh, the way I first listened to this, uh, as soon as it dropped back in the day. And I also listened to my, uh, had a nice little vinyl listening session last night in the living room. And I made, I made a new discovery listening to the vinyl, but I'll get to that later. Nice. Are we ready to get going? Yeah, then? So should we dive on in Let's do to it. the track list? All right. Without further ado, um, let's discuss the first track and lead single from the album called Want You Back. So you ran away with your heart But just know that I want you back Just know that I want you back Just know that I want you I'll take the fall and the fault And I said I'll give you all the love I never gave before I left Just know that I want you back Just know that I want you so, uh, objective facts first before I just start <laughs> gushing on it. Um, Want You Back is the only song on the album produced by Blood Pop, also produced by Rex Shade, um, who um, he produced on every song except Walking Away. It was the lead single. It has a, uh, a video that I consider to be dope, directed by Jake Schreier, uh, the, the director of everyone's favorite movie, Paper Towns. Hmm. Danielle's back as lead singer, of course, uh, a bridge sung by Alana. Pitchfork ranked this song as the 72nd greatest song of 2017. So h- higher honors? I don't think so. <laughs> um, they they played this song on uh, SNL. I, I believe it was their second SNL appearance. Uh, when I it started apparently as they were when they first were writing this, it, it started as a slower ballad type song and they couldn't really get it straight until they sped it up by about 30 beats per minute um they kind of when i saw them live i don't know if i even mentioned last time i've seen them live once and it was um it was called the sister 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 tour of 2018 it was promoting this album they they kind of told the story of of how they uh uh couldn't couldn't quite crack the nut on this song uh until they uh decided to turn it into a, a banger rather than a slower ballad. And when they discovered a certain keyboard patch and then when they're, as they're telling the story, Alana hits, hits the, the Nord lead or whatever it is up there. And you just hear the bow, 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 bow. <laughs> and the audience loses its fucking shit. Oh yeah. Is that patch called that... the uh, wonderful Christmas time? The, the wings patch. The it's bow, not, bow, bow, bow. It sounds nothing like that bow, dog the, shit. The way you just said it, though, sounded like the, the beginning know, of Wonderful I Christmas know. Time. The bow, Look, bow. I can't, with my mouth, I can't accurately do it, but you you, you know it. Um, so, yeah, they discovered the keyboard patch. They they knocked up the tempo, and then it was off to the races. Um, as far as the song goes, I, I love that. I, I love that the album starts with vocals uh, just by themselves 
right from the jump. Mm. Uh, it's bold and it sounds uh, gorgeous to me. The, the, the sister harmonies. I know that, I know that's like their whole thing, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's quite striking here. The, the sisterly harmonies, um, that are, uh, it's one of the, the things that jumped out at me first. Can I ask though, what is this noise? And I'm going to play this noise. <laughs> I know what I you're going to play. You guys, I want you guys to tell me what this is. I'm going to do it one more time. Is it a velociraptor? It, I it's thought a it horse. was horse neighing. Horse. Okay, yeah, okay horse. well, shit. I saw that like last night somewhere on the internet. Someone said it was a horse neigh. And I was like... Since 2017, I've been like, is it is it a guitar scrape? Is it a synth? What what the hell? <laughs> I, Apparently, I actually, my ears are busted. I actually thought when you were saying the keyboard patch thing that that was going to be the keyboard patch that Alana found, <laughs> they just, and like she played, played like a, a horse, horse neigh, and they were all like, "Oh fuck yeah!" That's and, and everyone was like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah, that horse! I know that horse!" I, I had seen the thing about the horse. I it sounded very uh, cetacean to me. It sounded like a like a whale song almost. <laughs> It is kind of, it's like, it's a beast. It's bestial. It's like, okay, the drop is coming in. Here is a roar of some, I, I titled that file. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a wild way to do things. You don't, you don't hear many bands use a, a bestial uh, growl to announce that, that the drop is coming. Um, th- This song reminds me of, a little bit of the of the way the first record started with falling and forever it especially reminds me of forever in terms of a beat and syncopation and speed and and vocals did you have something i was going to add one more objective fact which is this has also got the yes. most spotify plays of any song on this okay. album that's not that's not surprising to me um it was the lead single um so well we'll we'll get josh's take but uh i will i will say the old tropes are back for this one, folks. And uh, I, I give this song four and a half stars. I'm just going to say we're, Oh, we're ranking individual songs. Now. I, well, no, you don't have to, but I made a spreadsheet. By the way, I, should, I, should, I, yeah. I will say you made a spreadsheet. Ah, I mm-hmm. like that. I like that you made a spreadsheet. I'm, uh, act, I'm acting like Josh here. <laughs> uh, I, I agree with you, Blake, although I give this one five i guess because i love this song i'm gonna have hot takes throughout uh i think especially given my feelings on the last one but i i was not bothered by the repeating of the title this time around um i agree with you that the harmonies are great and there's one thing i noticed in headphones especially at the end and it's hard to like tell you what describe what it is without like singing it and i don't want to sing it because i'm not sing it as good as Danielle, but Danielle like does this thing where she keeps like singing down and then up kind of Do anybody hear, you know what I'm talking about? Like while they're just sort of repeating the same phrase, the what, what is the really quick phrase mm-hmm. after the, just know that I want you back. I'll take the fault and the oh, fault. And I'll so take the, the fault. Like she kind of changes between doing like a dropping it lower and then raising it up. And I don't, it's just a really cool part that she keeps. If you listen in headphones, especially you'll notice it. But it, it's just this really cool vocal part. And then also just the slap bass on this is yes. is awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I love the backup vocals, the whole set it from the beginning part, you know, that comes in uh, after the first, you know, at the very beginning with the set it from the beginning and the clap snap kind of. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, you mentioned the music video. I, I do want to give a real quick description of the music video. It's I put in arguably their most iconic music video. 
Uh, Danielle mm. walks down the street with a Black Sabbath t-shirt on, joined by her sisters. As the song progresses, synchronized dance moves and motions overtake the walk. So, hell yes, there's dancing. Um, I did see one comment <laughs> that compared this, and I thought this was interesting given what going to happen with the rest of the videos here. Somebody said that this was the best like homage to LA since Magnolia, the Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Huh. <laughs> I thought that was kind yeah. of interesting given what was, uh, was going to come, but yeah, I, I love this song. Um, it's one of my favorite Heim songs, I think uh, just in general. And, and that's, that's how I feel about it. I I've heard it a million times cause I heard it a lot when it came out. Uh, cause I liked it and I listened to it a lot this time and it's never grown old to me like it's never uh worn on me very much uh matt what are your thoughts on want you back uh i i agree that the song is is great um it it definitely uh you know is doing the same things that blake like you said the, those first two tracks on on the first album uh do it's it's coming in hot out of the gate uh, i also like the uh the first thing that you hear is is vocal um you were talking about the piano part i i really like the or you, the keyboard part rather. I really like the piano tones uh, that they're getting. Just uh, I, I'm a sucker for that that one five four uh, chord progression that um, uh, that they use. You know, with the single note piano lines that that works really well. Um, I like how it's kind of an it's it's almost an eight bar phrase. They they don't just repeat that that one five four. They uh, they kind of switch it up uh, as, as well. Um, the the rapid fire vocals uh are are really good the you know I'll take the fall and the fault in us um uh-huh. and finally the um Josh I don't know if this was what you were uh referencing or not I will sing it I, I like the uh, the just want <laughs> or uh just want you back the the kind of uh counter melody that, oh, that that's yeah, going yeah. in the um in those those later verses really works as well so yeah I, I th- this one is uh you know definitely should have had pride of place of of being the the track or the, the album opener uh logan i definitely think it sounds like heim uh the production sounds nice <laughs> i definitely also dig when the bass comes in with that funkiness that slap and the song really gets going that really kind of starts to turn things around uh, and I couldn't help but think of you, Josh, because uh, I just I of your dislike of <laughs> lyrical repetition, and uh, they do say it a lot. So I did notice that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Did you count? Uh, I did not, because uh, I was just like it. Really, I was like, I don't even need to count. They do it enough. <laughs> did Josh count? Because I, I, I didn't. This, this is what sound I like feel like. I'm such a contrary. I know. I, it's it's like I'm so contradictory. Last time I was all about like, oh, I hate how many times they count. And this time I was like, this song rules. Don't even care. <laughs> so, I do. Uh, yeah, I do Logan, like, I'm sorry. Uh, it's all right. Uh, I like the pitch shifted and panned vocal run. run the, the, you know, that, that was <laughs> yeah, kind of cool. I, uh, I think that could uh, deserves a little <laughs> drop or something. Just to hear it go for. I I have a drop, Logan. Oh, can nice. I can I can I do a little descriptor here? Sure. So a lot of people mistake it for a pitch shift. It's called a formant shift. And around 2013, 2014, it was kind of a a, a pop trope used in nearly everything you'd hear on the radio. Um, by 2017, it was almost uh, wearing out its welcome. But I'm going to play the the formant shift 
bit from that song and then kind of explain how it works. So for comparison, um, here is the, the same form of shift effect in a weekend song several years prior um, when this, uh, this trend was just kind of taking off. Got you drinking out them wet pops, sodas All this shit so foreign to you, thick smoke, choke it Baby, get familiar with the order Just crack it, then pour it, then sip slow, then sip low My eyes red, my brain So, the difference between a formant shift and a pitch shift the, the formant shift does not actually change the pitch of the notes uh, being sung It just changes almost our perception of it it uses the same concept of a vocoder. Uh, it, check out my uh, my podcast where I, I uh, talk about audio engineering for an hour. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 more like a uh, uses an EQ effect to almost slide the the uh, the 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 EQ up and down to make it the illusion of a pitch shift without the note actually changing it's bizarre but hmm. it was a thing in pop and it was already wearing out, out its welcome by this by 2017 and um to me it's almost it's one of the downfalls of a a, a record i i love a lot um but yeah i, I just had to throw that out there if you had <laughs> please continue if you had more thoughts i well, i like the what's it called format shift format shift Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you like it? Yeah, so I like cool the format shift. Um, okay, but and I'm gonna have to remember that for um, each dissection of uh, every song that follows. Yeah. Now, don't call uh, it a pitch shift. So, I uh, <laughs> hope I don't screw that up. But basically, back to the song. All the boxes are checked here to make this a great Heim song. However, it really had to grow on me. I. I mean, which is good. I think music should grow and evolve, but I was really resistant to it at the beginning, and I don't really know why. I try not to compare, you know, a new album instantly to the prior album, um, but I do feel like I like Falling more as an opening track, maybe. I didn't feel like this was a great opening track, in my opinion. Um, th the lyrics don't really stir much of anything inside of me, uh, disappointedly. Um, I like the synth swells. And I really like Alana's bridge. Uh, I'd like to hear her sing more. Um, but overall, um, you know, it's it, it had to grow on me. But um, I I do like it now. Um, but it, it it took a while. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got it. Just just for context for the rest, I got to introduce my spreadsheets concept. Um, I love that that Josh gave that a perfect score, even though this is the song that contains all of the tropes. <laughs> I know. Every single one of the tropes that he I'm hated on the first record. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so my spreadsheet has uh, the, the hi-hat slash clap fill, which, um, you know, comes in on the fours very often in Heim songs. It's got that. It's got the repetition of the title. That's another column in my spreadsheet. Uh, it's also got the formant shift. And the final column, it's got... A clap breakdown where <laughs> the breakdown of bridge section just goes. And I, I feel like the first album uh, might have had more of those. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you abreast of uh, <laughs> where things fall. But that one hits that one hits every quadrant of the spreadsheet. Um, should I go ahead and move on? Since yeah. I spent too long on that one. All right. Track two. Nothing's wrong. I was so foolish. I was so blind. 
I don't have much official um, background on this song, so you know, chime in with that. Uh, if if you have any, please contribute it. But uh, this is this is one of of several songs that uh, people always say as sh- shades of Fleetwood Mac to to oh, mine yeah. it. To my ears, it sounds maybe a bit more like latter day uh, pop Fleetwood Mac, like uh, uh, Christine uh, Vi Mc, V. Mc, How do you Mc say v. her name? McV. <laughs> Christine McVie sounds uh, shades of that. Um, I also love that this song also starts with just vocals, um, hmm. which was interesting. It's kind of an ambiguous rhythm type thing until that that beat kicks in, and then you're like, okay, I I, I, I see. I, I love the the synths that that keyboard sound on this song. Um, you just take a bath in it. Yeah, they they are. Uh, some uh some sweet uh one of the things that jumps out at me most is just the shockingly big dynamic jump for the quiet breakdown of the song and uh it it, you don't hear it in in pop music a lot but it's it drops down so much that you're like where'd the song go i gotta turn up my stereo now um and at first it almost kind of put me off the first time i heard it but it's grown on me a bit there is another kind of weird Formant shift again in that in that section. I'm gonna play it. I should have told my my wife to skip ahead if she's listening because for her for some reason I I think it's kind of played out. But to her, it's nails on a chalkboard. Like she oh. can't fucking stand it. I'd like to. It's kind of funny. I'm excited to hear what you guys think of of, of this. Yeah, I appreciate I, uh, your opinion, Jessica. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> we all it's all opinions are valid and you know what we i'm aware we need a female voice and i, I oh, i'm aware my, it's lacking on this i'm gonna but, uh, I, my wife has some quotes <laughs> oh good good uh, i want to i want to hear all female voices welcome we you know we just don't have room on the, on the skype calls <laughs> um, i uh blake i i agree on the fleetwood mac this this is actually the one i think i i told matt before uh, we had recorded this like a week ago when we went and worked on band stuff. I was like, there's a song on there that there's a couple <laughs> songs that are straight up Fleetwood Mac. And I think what oh, I, I think yeah. I nailed it, what it is. So first off, there's the really obvious, the tell me something's wrong part with the stutter, kind of the tell me, tell me something's wrong. That's, I mean, yeah. sounds like tell me lies, tell me sweet little, like it, it exactly. that, that is just a very face value similarity, I think. I figured out what it is though underlying it. It's the rhythm section. The way exactly that the right, bass Josh. the bass rides the the drum beat, that is total uh John McVee and Mick Fleetwood rhythm section. And Blake, what you're trying to get at is it's Tango in the Night era Fleetwood Mac. That was the album they put out in the late eighties that had Tell Me Lies on it. Also had okay. uh, Everywhere, which has become sort of yep. a, a latter day uh, big song. Paramore's covered it. And yeah, this has oh, yeah. definite Tango in the Night era Fleetwood Mac vibes. And it is that rhythm section. It's that synth. And then it's some of those nods that feel deliberate like the tell me uh, stuttering kind of part. I actually heard another reference. I don't know if anybody else felt this way, but when it starts, it almost sounds to me like a Shania Twain kind of thing. Like if you yeah. took the strings out, the very synthetic strings and just had that guitar part with the vocals, like I could see that being a 90 Shania Twain kind of melody. Um, that's, that's almost by design. They're, they're highly, in, I think we mentioned they're highly influenced by her and that comes up again and again. 
Yeah, but I so my opinion on this is I I also really like this song. I don't think I like it as much as I like the first track, but it is good. And I mean, I'm a Fleetwood Mac fan, um, as, and so I I like all those nods and homages. Uh, if, if homage can be plural, um, I liked the way <laughs> everything kind of cut out on the bridge there, like you were talking about, where it cuts out and you have that mm-hmm. formant shift. Uh, with the kind you of gasping, it. the oh yeah, oh, that's crazy. The sample like, breath is a really interesting. It's is really nice, uh, but I don't have much more than that. I, I liked all that stuff, but uh, Matt, what'd you feel about Nothing's Wrong? I, I like it. I, I feel like this is kind of the spiritual successor to Falling, um, in, in a way. Uh, the the second verse, the the sound of the time, sound of your crimes. That that's that Fleetwood Mac, you know, uh, in in a box uh, rhythm section that, mm-hmm. that that you're talking about, uh, Josh. Lots of tom work and kind of shaker and 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 definitely not like you know four four time, but still you know really in the pocket. It, I really like anything where you've got an audible two, three, four, and I think that's in here twice on this song. Uh, you know, counting them back into the to the chorus. Uh, I I, re- I really like that. It's another you For know sure. kind of uh, well used progression. Uh, the four, five, six minor hanging out in 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 that uh, that area and and kind of sw- switching those. Uh, uh, those those chords up and those progressions up, but uh, but it works really well. Um, we're going to see that again a lot on this record, and I think this is kind of one of the uh, uh, one one of the better examples uh, of that. Um, but yeah, I, I just think this uh, uh, this works. I, I'm probably more on on Team Jess with the uh, w- with the vocal <laughs> effect, and I I wonder if maybe because it's it's so out front here that it kind of uh, is is a little bit more naked and, and there's not as much kind of mm-hmm. context for, for it to um, to not sound can't hide. kind of jar- jarring. Uh, that, that Shania Twain bit is, is really interesting, Josh. I, I hadn't thought that, but I, I do love those those really crunchy licks. Uh, you know, it just really, um, you know, kind of sets the sets the, the mood and the tone uh, of, of the subject matter. But yes, you, you take out that that synth or, or even just um modified slightly and and yeah you could you could easily have you know a, a bob rock uh shania twain um sound to to this as well it's just kind of an interesting evolution uh of of that but uh what what do you think logan uh i initially liked it right out of the gate despite the bluesy guitars and obvious fleetwood mac references <laughs> um <laughs> But I think it's – I agree with Blake that it was the synths that uh, really sealed it for me. I really like the 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 bed of synths that everything's lying down on. Um, it's it's fun. It's it's dancey. I do like the – what I call – I called it the avant-garde breakdown. Um, but it kind of breaks the momentum of the song, I feel, almost to its detriment. It I just, think you're right. It just, it just kind of takes me out of it a little um, – what I've been called, what I like to call this is a, uh, it's another Heim fine. Uh, you know, it's a Heim song that is fine. I like it more than, um, <laughs> want you back. Uh, there's lots of disjointed sounds and melodies happening and it's kind of disorienting and I, I kind of like it for that, that fact, but at the same time, it's just Heim fine. All right. I like that. That's a fair concept. Um, 
for those playing along with my spreadsheet at home, this um, is very heavy on the title repeat and, of course, a little bit of format shift. Uh, no, no other tropes detected. It's a, it's an original song, despite being homage, Fleetwood Mac, all that stuff. It's, it, it's different from other Heim songs in, in many exciting ways. Uh, I should mention, <laughs> I want you to humor me because this clip is going to be longer, slightly. I am going to play an entire first verse and first chorus, if you'll humor me, because I think the song deserves it. Here we go, Little Love Your Love. <laughs> I tried to cut that clip down, and I could not. It was like choosing one of my children to die. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Little of Your Love was the second single from this album. It was produced by Shade and Rostam. He generally just goes by Rostam, from what I understand. Vampire Weekend Man. Um, it uh, has a, a music video that I love. I'll, I'll let Josh tell you more about it. They wrote it when they were asked to write a song for the Amy Schumer vehicle, Trainwreck. And this is funny uh, to me. After just doing the Batman Forever soundtrack, it was not used in the movie. <laughs> I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. but uh, Well, did it even make it on the soundtrack? I, th- I thought it didn't even work out at all. No. No, I don't, I don't think they used it whatsoever. Um but they, they originally that's why they wrote it. They were asked to write a song mm, for Trainwreck. Yeah. Um, they also this is the other one they did on SNL. They and they were joined by two saxophonists and two cellists on stage. Um, there's a Blood Pop, although Blood Pop did not produce this track. He did a remix, which I found to just be kind of one note and, and um, uh, almost boring uh, compared to the original, despite being a a dance mix. Um, I'm gonna, this is one of the first ones that I, I kind of, it reaches a point that I call euphoric pop perfection and whether it, whether it goes past that and goes a little too long is, is debatable. Um, the only, that's the only downside of this song for me is that perhaps there, they kept adding too many parts to the end, but it's like, once you've done two verses, two choruses, a bridge, and you're into the final, the third chorus, you're still under three minutes. So I think they just panicked and, and started adding um, more bridges and guitar solos and such. Um, but for me, um, I still think it slaps hard. Um, what I love about it most are, are things like all these these tom fills that are just, I don't know if it's a drummer thing, but just and every little piano slide into a into a verse. I don't know if it's cheesy to some, but God, it really gets me. The fucking horns on the verse that just that um, syncopated horn rhythm. I love the sound of it. 
the way Danny goes, uh, <laughs> and come on, um, a whole bunch of times in the song. Again, I don't know if it's fucking amazing or if it's, you know, going over that hill into, into cheesy, but I think I love it. There's a lot of false endings and false buildups that, uh, that all kind of culminate in, in, uh, in Danielle doing this, uh, kind of, uh, ripping, uh, ripping ass. Is that a thing? No. <laughs> ripping ass or whipping ass? I ain't farting on she, no okay. snare drum. <laughs> she, I, I, ain't, uh, I ain't farting on no Telecaster. Wow. Um, her, her, her so I'm going to, uh, because this is my prerogative, I'm going to play the two parts. Well, I'm going to play you two parts. Here's one part that is fucking euphoria to me. And I'd like to know if you guys feel the same way. Um, the way they kind of mix it up on verse two, and it almost sounds like a country and Western breakdown. And they do this. Don't let me down. All three sisters joining forces like they're doing a, a triple tech magic attack and chrono trigger. I don't know what the fuck it is, <laughs> but here it is. Seeing that live and seeing each sister do their their little thing, like it's a round, it's a, essentially is what it is. Don't let me, don't let me, don't let me down. God, that was fucking good. That slaps hard. I don't care. I feel like uh, euphoric pop perfection is what Blake calls an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I reached I, no. euphoric pop perfection. After I, call, mm. I call it a joygasm. <laughs> I was just going to say uh, joygasm. Okay. Joy, it's a... It's, even though I hate that word. Okay, the last thing I'll say is uh, uh, I, ha- I have to drop in uh, Danielle ripping ass at the end. And <laughs> why do they have to ripping ass? <laughs> Danielle whipping. Why do they have to fade out on this? Because it's like okay, her, her <laughs> it was just getting really good, and then they fade out. And that's the end. I have a, so, I have a theory uh, on the fade thoughts? out later, though. Uh, okay. okay. I, I Blake, I'll, I'll just uh, chime in and say I agree with you that, and I it, I couldn't put it together until as you were talking, it, it occurred to me that you're right. It's like, this song is just a, it's like a salad. There's just a lot of stuff in it that kind of, I mean, I think it works together. It, it's a good salad, but it is just, it's got so much, so many parts. You got the horns kind of giving it a doo-wop feel. You've got the the formant shift, like you mentioned at the beginning. You've got the the yeah. little guitar licks and the chorus are great. Uh, they that are kind of just off to the side. There's some SD bass soloing that happens. That's great. Uh, the the vocal ad libs, the the ha and the come on, like you mentioned. There's just a lot of stuff, and I, I like it. It works together. I kind of go back and forth on whether I like this song more than I like some of the others, but I think it's definitely on par with how I feel about this album so far. Um, so the music video, this is yeah. the uh, a Paul Thomas Anderson directed music video. And in this Danielle wearing a Stevie Nicks t-shirt, which is a little, <laughs> little nod there. Subtle. I think, uh, walks into a disco country Western bar. It's like a country Western bar, but there's a mirror ball and there's some yeah. disco. It's some real place in the valley. Southern and, nights. Uh, and they partake in some line dancing and lip syncing in general. I don't know. It's just very fun. It's hard to watch the Merry video making. and not be like, 
this is the most positive thing I have seen. <laughs> like, yes. it's just everyone it's is so, so happy and having it's so, so much fun. And uh, I don't know. I just looking at it, you're like, wow, they, they seem like they're having a great time. Um, but yeah, I, I like this song. And, and I, I heard this one a lot when it came out as well. This was the other big single other than Want You Back. And, and I liked it then and I like it now. And I don't know. I don't have much else to say about it. Uh, Matt? It, it's a it's a good salad. Uh, lots of crunch, uh, you know. Got some good croutons on there, uh, you know, and and uh, um, you know maybe some 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 feta cheese. Um, I really like the uh, the 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 high oohs uh, th- that mm-hmm. are kind of over the um, the quiet part of the outro. Uh, that you know that you know what I call those. Sorry to interrupt. Pl- please the 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 Charlie Brown Christmas specials. That oh. <laughs> you, you're exactly right. I was I was looking. I was trying to figure out what you know. What does this sound like? And I, and I was thinking, you know, kids choir I, I, or, or um, almost like um, uh, uh, you can't always get what you want. But but yeah, Char- Charlie Brown, uh-huh. uh, Charlie Brown Christmas is is, is there also. Um, you, you mentioned the 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 piano glissandos, uh, Blake. I, I like just kind of the straight. Um, kind of honky tonk, uh, quor- I don't know if it's quarters or eights, but uh, on the um, uh, on on the mm. the rhythm uh, piano parts uh, is good. Right. The the syncopated don't let it down or don't let me down is is definitely you know kind of if if the if the whole song isn't a banger that that at least is the banger uh, part of the song. And then yeah, I, I love that that solo uh, on the outro as well. Uh, you know, again. Uh, a kind of country feel uh, mixed with, you know, all, all this pop uh, instrumentation, which is, you know, kind of coming at it. It's a pop band that, that's, that's, that's uh, breaching over into country rather than some of the other uh, things that you might hear, like, um, you know, country bands that, that, that are country artists that, that have a lot of pop elements uh, that are kind of coming at it from Cowboy the other Troy? direction. Oh yeah, Cowboy Troy, or, or um, I don't know if Miranda Lambert would necessarily uh, qualify, but uh, ah yes, um, yeah, and and you know, kind of uh, you're you're the you're the Swifty uh, Blake, but I'm 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 sure there's oh, there's yeah. lots of you know T- Taylor Swift songs that, uh, but for the 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 removal of a banjo or the addition of a banjo are <laughs> are, are pop songs, but uh, yeah, I really like this song. Um, I think it's I think it's fun. It makes you smile. It makes you. You know, kind of tap your feet. It's very California. Oh yeah, Lula Logan. Huh. Well, I have a hmm. Okay, I will most certainly uh, not be giving any of my love to this song. <laughs> oh no! This song sounds like a commercial for erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> Ask it your did doctor. Make Blake a- come apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, it cured my ED. I'll tell you that much. Ask your doctor about Heimstra. Like what the f- fuck? Are you guys? Oh man, the the only part that I could get behind was the. I don't know if you guys are referring to the Charlie Brown part or whatever the the high vocal choir part <laughs> that for some reason reminded me of something that could could have been off like pet sounds or something but i mm. really hated this song with a fiery passion and i and i don't mean <laughs> to be negative oh, no. i really don't this was one of the worst songs that i've ever heard i think like i wanted to like smack my head <laughs> oh, against shit. the wall 
I was I was disappointed. Like seriously, I was shocked. Like I was like, "What is this? And why do I hate this so much?" Um, especially that little uh, I don't know. It sounds like a little electric banjo fill. Like like I don't like I can't do it. But man, every time I hear that, it makes me think of like I don't know. It's just wanting to jump off a vast cliff on a beach or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Are you yeah. talking about the? the guitar on the outro logan because yeah that is a no, very like chicken, no it's the little you know, it, the little in the chorus it's like just that like it reminds me of like rivers cuomo doing some shit on dope nose you know in between like little i don't know why but it just it, it graded on me but yeah i i did not love this song little love for this song <laughs> I, I have to say, by the way, that I actually think your comment about it sounding like an erectile dysfunction commercial has made me like this song less. I, I, you've, you've oh. kind of convinced me a little bit that maybe it's not as Can good. Can you hear it I on I a commercial? Like it, but but like, I, I, do, I do feel like you have convinced me a little such bit. Such side that, effects that maybe, is headache, nausea, anxiety. Nah. <laughs> like... I just hear this song playing in the background of some stupid commercial where, like, everyone's got, like, this nice, bright, huge house, and they're all, like, serving their whole family out on some vast (laughs) veranda or some bullshit, and I just, I can't do it. I don't know why. Can't do it. Not for me. Wow. (laughs) You've got it all wrong. The, the, The soundtrack for the erectile dysfunction commercial is whole lot of love. <laughs> That's for the, this current generation, though. You just wait. Wait till we're mm. the age that, uh, you know, uh, we'll be targeted with this kind of shit. It, it will be this song. I, I can kind of see it. So were you going to say that they faded out to uh, prevent you from, like, banging your head against the wall or something? <laughs> Basically. No. Uh, I, I, I'll have to think a little bit more. I'm still coming up with that. So we'll we'll get back to that. Okay, we'll hear some more of that. All right, okay, all right. Well, we we like we like we encourage disagreement on discography because let's face it, if all four of us just said I like it, I like it, I like it, that would be boring as shit. <laughs> no, I just feel like I uh, it. <sighs> I don't know. It's like when you're in a really bad mood and someone that's just way too fucking cheery comes in and just starts like, <laughs> hey, how you doing? Oh, <laughs> you know, just getting all. And I'm just like, whoa, I'm not prepared for that kind of energy. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I, what if what if you came to it in a different mood? I'd be. Well, I uh, listen to it on several to, different to uh, mood waves. If uh, you know, I, okay. I don't <laughs> I okay, didn't listen okay. to it once. Uh, I, I, I did give it the several yeah, listens yeah. in different settings and different, you know, mindsets. Um, but it really just did every you time did I you heard ever it, listen to it. What, what were you saying? Did no, you ever no, listen no. to it while in ecstasy? I sure oh, didn't. Might have been. I, you know, missing. I. <laughs> I feel like I probably would have like listened to it like while on the toilet or something. Um, I, but <laughs> I, Logan, I I feel like in the hands of lesser vocalists, you would. I mean, and and I definitely take your point. I mean, it it is very commercial. Um, but uh, I I feel like the the strength of the vocal performances, you know, kind of give it a little bit extra that uh, th- that it needs to. You know, at least for me, uh, you know. Clear, clear that uh, that initial 
oh, this sounds like a uh, like a Toyota ad um, uh, quality, which which is definitely there. Um, you know, I, I think uh, all of the 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 hus and the hose. Um, you know, kind of give it a little bit of attitude that that might be uh, might be lacking if if somebody else is doing this. Well, I my wife yeah, I, my wife and I were talking about okay. like I played this for her and she was like we were both talking about how it kind of sounded like Shania Twain or something like we were we definitely mm-hmm. said the Shania mm. Twain similarities were kind of there, um, but like you guys said, there was a lot going on, so there's a lot to kind of latch on to, but it it just was a little too. Uh, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. <laughs> it, it rides the line between that euphoria I spoke of and and maybe being too cheesy. Uh, so I, I I can understand if it, if it goes over that line for some. Um, I, sh- shall we move on? I'm ready. <laughs> Sorry, I'm ready. Hang on, I wasn't ready. Sorry. Fuck off. Track four, ready for you. Guys are already mad at me. So this song's kind of got kind of a different feel. It kind of hits different, and uh, that was uh, uh, it. Made more sense when I found out that this was the only song co-produced by Twin Shadow, hmm. aka George Lewis Jr. Um, and I definitely hear his his production in it. Knowing that, um, other than that, I don't, I don't have a lot of uh, official background on it. But um, yeah, this this is the first one to have uh, more funky. Uh, R&B uh drum machine syncopation um that that like Moog bass or whatever it is. I I know they've used a lot of that kind of stuff in the past, but for some reason this one just has a, a different feel. Um I I do like it a lot though. Um the the bridge get, gets really different which they don't always do. Um sometimes the the bridge is is just a uh modified version of the rest of the song, but it it, it there's like a key change in the bridge is pretty cool. Um, then there's a very interesting vocal breakdown. And um, I always thought it was, was strange and cool. And I wanted to ask you guys who you thought it sounded like, but I'm going to play the breakdown and I, I can really hear the, the twin shadow influence on, on these vocal effects and stuff. But uh, let me, let me play it. I mean, I hear some like late '80s, early '90s in vogue stuff like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can also see that. May, is this a Destiny's Child song? I don't <laughs> I, know. I, I, I'm not even. <laughs> I'm not sure what the song is, but I like it. Um, the only trope that it uh, does, I think, is the repetition of the title, and it's not even too bad on that. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I dig the song. I, I'll jump in real quick. I don't have much on this one either. I it is funny, like its placement on the album, uh, it really stands out because you've got these two pretty organic kind of pop rock songs before it. Yeah, and then this yeah. one comes in and it's like I, the note I put was that hey, the '90s homage dance pop is back. Uh, that's kind of been yeah. lacking on this album so far. Like, I feel like if you liked days are gone, the album, like this would be the first song that you would be like, Oh, they're doing that thing. again." like, I guess want you back as well. But like, this is, this sounds a lot more. I feel like like that album 
than some of the other songs do. Um, and I, I like it, but I, I don't have much to say about it. I also dug the bridge with the repeated four U's that kind of drop down. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. That's all I got, Matt. Is there an octave higher uh, vocal line uh, maybe after that bridge? I, I feel like I, I remember hearing that in there. Um, there's a pair of songs uh, on this album that that kind of have that, that more um, synthesized and, and kind of you know, almost like, like a Destiny's Child or an R&B or, or, or even a hip-hop uh, beat. I, I like this one better than the other one. Um, you know, yes, it's definitely, uh, you know, got a lot of uh, repeated title, um, you know, that we'd uh, already seen. I really like that bridge, Blake. You're, you're totally right. And I think that's what, that's what you know, puts it ahead of, uh, of that uh, the other kind of theme mate uh, uh, song uh, on, the, on the record. Um, and again, you know, yeah. the, the vocals are uh, the vocals are, are always uh, on point. Uh, it's it's another song that that has a lot of elements. And I I wonder if all of them are, are necessary or if it if it almost gets a little bit too jumbled, you know, because there's there's a lot going on with the percussion. There's a lot, go, you know, a lot of voices, a lot of other instrumentation. I like kind of the 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 funky, you know, guitar um, chord uh, strums, but there's a lot to focus on and i feel like um it's maybe uh all of that kind of coming at you at once uh it gets a little distracting or it's it's tough to kind of figure out what to focus on but uh what do you think logan uh the first thing that came to my mind is for some reason this song like i hate you know automatically comparing it to other artists that's not something i generally like to do um but i just couldn't get it out of my head that it it to me it sounded like some cross between the Jackson fives ABC meets Frank Valley's, you know, December, 1963, like, Oh, what a night. Um, it had that kind of feel to me. Um, but I could just, uh, I could imagine Michael Jackson singing this for some reason. Um, a young Michael Jackson. Um, and I was most, I think what I was most ready for <laughs> was for this song to end. <laughs> uh, I think the lyric, really? Yeah. I, uh, at this point I, I started to feel like the lyrics are just starting to kind of wear thin on me. I don't know. I think that there's just not much for me to latch onto here. I don't feel like, like I'm not connecting, you know, with the lyrics so far. I'm. It's just not. I don't know. It's just not really my my kind of vibe. Though I do appreciate early Jackson Five and Michael Jackson. Um, but that's what I was kind of hearing. Some inspiration. Not you know, obviously not a direct you know, lift of anything, but definitely those kinds of uh, feelings that I get listening to those types of songs. But um, ready for you. Just uh, I was just ready for it to end. I, I think this might be the one where they're they're Disney or I forget if they're Disney or, or Nickelodeon, but but they're they're kind of manufactured girl group pop roots are are really kind of showing. And I mean and and I think that they're they're doing interesting things with them, but it definitely comes out of that tradition. It, it, and- I feel like. Yeah, I did not yeah, hear the. I, I hear that a bit. I I didn't hear the days are gone kind of thing. Like I heard days are gone more with want you back and uh, uh, what is it? Nothing's wrong. I was hearing days are yeah, gone with that. Um, so this didn't ring any days are gone bells for me. But um, that's just me. What were you saying, Blake? 
Um, I I understand the the yeah the 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 pop uh, Valley Girl roots comparison. Uh, also the yeah the the Michael Jackson vocal comparison is is quite uh, a a ubiquitous opinion, and I hear it strongly on on many songs w- with Danielle. So I, I definitely get that. And yes, uh, to clarify, we're we're speaking about uh, young Michael Jackson before he did anything wrong. <laughs> exactly. I'm not, I'm not um, even going to get into that. I'm not even going to get into that. No, we're not. Of course we're not. Of course we're not. <laughs> not uh, that's another podcast. Yeah, right. Do, do you Track have five? something to tell us? No, 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 no. It is definitely it like, a different podcast. <laughs> sounds like Logan's got something to tell you. Let's get into the title track. So I think for the first time on on this album, they're uh, going to a more understated, ballady type feel, that kind of mode for them. But I feel like secretly, uh, this is a very strong track. Um, also, I I didn't really have any any official background on this that I could find. Maybe someone else did, but uh, no lore on something to tell you. Um, I I I do like it. Uh, <laughs> What I like are uh, those big, uh, big enormous drums and and tom fills are kind of a theme across this album. Just like banging toms for all they're worth, um, and like that that strange syncopated offbeat that they do. Um, it's it's an unusual, not a straight, you know, like four on the floor beat. Whatever that is. Um, the, the the strongest part of the song though is is the vocal harmonies. That that's nothing. Um, that's nothing shocking. That that's true of almost every song here. Um, this I think this is the first instance of a of a spoken word, uh, in it it mm, it sounds yep. like it could be SD. It might be Danielle in the song. I was innocent. <laughs> Happens a few times. Um, an interesting interesting choice. Uh, they make a, a few strange and interesting choices along the way. This is one of them. Overall, I like something to tell you. Uh, it's 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 in the it's in the mid mid-tier of the album but what what say everyone I, else on? i actually again have very little to say here other than blake ditto uh kind of middle of the road but not bad but not my favorite on the album for sure um the only other thing i, I could add is i got peter gabriel vibes on this one which i kind of mm. got on the last album as well uh, especially yeah. like the peter gabriel in your eyes kind of vibe um on this one and i don't really know why i can't pinpoint a specific thing and i don't know why (laughs) maybe it was the synth part i don't i don't know there was just i can't say exactly what it was but the ethereal ethereal guitars and stuff in the background i I feel that vibe too it's a very 80s bass line as well just in that clip that you played uh blake she does a a really great you know kind of just fill run that that i think is is out of that same um not world music necessarily, but, uh, um, you know, that, that, that eighties, uh, pop where, you know, maybe she's playing a fretless or, you know, a really fluid moving baseline. I, I, I think might, might be part of what you're hearing. I, I like the song a lot. I, I'm, I think I'm right there with, with you guys that it's, it, it's 
good, maybe not great. Um, I, I, I don't know exactly how, you know, why this is the case, but, but something just kind of doesn't work for me on the harmonies on the something to tell you. Um, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's just because there's, you know, it's more rapid fire, but it doesn't work as well with, uh, with, with more vocals, but I really like the, uh, the kind of, uh, call and response. The, uh, I never stopped or gave up cause I could never let you. That is great. That really, really works for me. And it's got that climbing progression. You know, it's more, um, you know, fourth, fifth and, and sixth minor, uh, working for it. That that's a, a tried and true way to, uh, to build tension, um, in, in any, any song that, that you've got going. Um, and and I think I was getting into this uh, when we were talking about the and and I'm sorry, Blake. What what kind of shift is it? It's not used here, but uh, but what what was the shift For, there? I a formant shift. I did hear one use of it in this song. Okay, I I feel like they go to the well maybe a little bit too much with different vocal effects, and I mm-hmm. I wonder if I, I would just be interested to hear it in a in, in a different way because it. it it almost it almost gets the sense of effects for the sake of having effects rather than an effect to you know aimed at at achieving a purpose and i mean i'm sure that they had a purpose that they were going for but 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 it especially you know after listening you know wh- wh- whatever this is the the fourth or fifth or sixth track on the record you know we've been hearing a lot of a lot of this a lot of the same kind of uh vocal effect tricks and sometimes they work better than others i like the uh the spoken word i was innocent um, but I, I feel like in, in a lesser song, it, it would, it would definitely kind of start to, uh, uh, to, to wear on you. Uh, Matt, I, uh, I kind of uh, agree with you on the going to the well of the format shift. Um, at this point in the album, I, I start yeah. to get kind of like, okay, yep, we've, we've, we've done that. Um, <laughs> I'm, this song is I'm fine. I'm fine. It's just all right. It's definitely more enjoyable for me than the last two tracks that we've heard so far. And every time I hear the very beginning, it almost reminds me of this refused song, amazingly, which completely different types of bands. Um, but SD, you know, I feel like she's doing some really cool bass runs on this. Um, but overall, it's kind of mediocre. It, the infl- I think what's getting also wearing out its welcome is the endlessly echoing drums are kind of just becoming a haim staple uh i'm sorry haim staple i didn't mean to say that um <laughs> and that's fine all right. that's fine and and this song is very listenable like i i i do think it's one of the songs that stands out a little bit more on the track on, on this album for me um i like it as a title track it's very listenable but it's also kind of forgettable to me at the same time because i just feel like i've kind of heard like I feel like they're going to the well with the the formant shifts and the the echoing drums. Um, I'm just starting to, and I'm also I lyrically just kind of getting tired at this point and just kind of like, uh, is this? I don't know. It, I don't mean to reduce it at all because you know relationships are complicated and interesting and they're a well to go to for writing great music. Um, and I don't fault anyone for doing that at all. Um, but at this point, I think I'm just kind of like, this is another relationship kind of song. Like, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm just getting bored at this point. Um, but I, I was like, well, it's still pretty listenable, though. But yeah, Gorm. All right. Well, it's common knowledge that 
Before getting her degree in ethnomusicology, Esty actually got her realtor's license at age 18. Does she have billboards? Sure. I, I did. I never knew that, Blake. <laughs> you never knew? <laughs> that didn't work. That didn't work like I thought. Oh, you know, I get it. Like you never You never knew? I get it. Track six. It used to be when we were alone. We shared such beautiful moments. Paging Dr. Jacoby. <laughs> Wait. What? Wait, who? I'm sorry. I don't get the reference. I, uh, I get it, but I don't know if I get it. It just sounds like, you know, kind of, uh, you know, almost like a luau song in, in, in parts. It, oh. It just made me think of, made me think of Twin Peaks. I I, I don't know. Weird. Oh, oh, that, okay. I forgot who huh. Dr. Jacoby was. The, the weird Hawaiian shirt motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay, so writing credits on You Never Knew are, are the Heim sisters, uh, Rex Shade and Dev Hines of Blood Orange, if anyone's ever heard uh, that band. First thing I want to point out is when they say Ain't Gonna Take It, is that a sample from the song Go Slow? Let's see if I have that here. gonna take it. I, I pitch shifted it. Was I the only uh, one who thought that's that? a fascinating theory, Blake. I, I I don't know. It's bizarre to me. I don't know if it's a coincidence, a sample, if it's on purpose. Um, I don't know. I I do think the song slaps. Um, if 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 there were some doldrums, mid-album doldrums before, I I I hope uh, this song would bring the listener out of it. Um, this is probably the other one that's most compared to Fleetwood Mac. Yep. That uh, what'd you call it? Tango Tango, Tango in the cash, night. Uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's exactly like Tango and Cash. I think it fucking smacks. Um uh, what I like what I like about this one is that uh the acoustic guitar walk down. You guitar players tell me what this is. I don't know what it is. It's like some sort of walk down on an acoustic guitar in the verse that I just love the sound of it for some reason. Um I love that that driving beat. More uh more of that uh, more of spoken that. word. Two in a row, and it sounds like Esty. Ding, 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 ding. We need like a bell to go off when more of that gets. When I, uh, we do. Reel the Riddler. Horn. <laughs> Damn, son, where'd you get this one? Um, yeah, if, if you uh, heard the spoken word and something to tell you and, and wanted more of that, you you got it. And I think it's Esty's voice. Um, by the time, by the time that chorus hit. To me, it, it's hitting euphoric levels. That's just uh, my opinion. That chorus bass line, Esty is Esty is the 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 secret best musician of the band. I agree. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like my God, her bass every single she's time, killing it. Like she'll turn a simple thing like a like a bass walk down, doom doom doom, and it's just I don't know. It sounds so good. Um. There's a a cool a really cool synthesizer that I want to play that does this insane uh, quadruple octave jump. Here it is. I love this. Take, 
and then it does the modulation at the end. Man, that's can you isolate um, that and that be the more of that bell thing? Like, no. when more of that gets said, <laughs> that noise goes off. Nope. Okay, I cannot. <laughs> no, um, we can't. At do the that. end, I think it took me many listens to realize this, but at the end, they borrowed Daft Punk's vocoder, and I kind of grew to fucking love it. Here it is. <laughs> Did you guys yeah. hear in the headphones how the, yeah. the vocoder does like the it's like a different octave uh, each time like four four different ones I don't know I really dig that but yeah overall I I really this is one of my favorite songs from the album personally so I, uh, I the first note I had and and Blake you already mentioned this is the Fleetwood Mac comparison I mean this one to me like the backup vocals if you would have told me those were Christine McVie singing I would probably <laughs> think that was true. Um, uh-huh. I really didn't have a lot to say on this one. And I, I realized it was kind of a bad sign that before you played it, Blake, I could not for the life of me remember how the song went. I was sitting here going like, I know oh, it no. sounded like Fleetwood Mac. And that's about all I remember. And then you played it. I was like, oh, yeah, this one. I don't know. Like, I didn't dislike it, but it just it is not one of the more memorable songs on the album to me, I guess, because I could not recall how it sounded until you played it. Um, so yeah, I guess I don't have much to add to that. Thing. You just need about 30 or 40 more <laughs> listens. That's right. Uh, uh, Josh, I don't know how you could be so wrong. This song is amazing. <laughs> um, yes, obviously, uh, the Fleetwood Mac, um, I love the marimba or, or whatever kind of, um, you know, percussion that, that that's going through it that gives it that kind of islandy feel. It's another hammock song. Um, we're on island time <laughs> uh, for me, but um, do you have a hammock, the, Matt? The thing's that, everywhere, right? Doesn't everywhere have that? <laughs> What's that? Do you have a hammock? Uh, I do have a hammock. I, I've not, I've not deployed, uh, deployed the hammock recently, uh. but I, I, I do have one. Um, Deploy hammock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard Fleetwood Mac, but I also, and, and I don't know if this was kind of that Manford man, earth band, uh, synth, uh, and, and the, uh, and the, the really clean, funky guitar. I hear some self-titled prints, uh, in, in this, uh, just, just kind of reminding me, um, you know, really laid back, uh, but also, uh, you know, really just so tight. Um, I love the, the, the strength of the, the enunciation and the diction on, uh, I guess you never knew what was good for you. Uh, just there, again, the the vocals are are, are top notch, but uh, th- this song is is, is great. Um, I, I think it it works uh, really well, and um, you know, just it, it makes you feel good uh, uh, to listen to it. I agree. I think that this song is great. Oh, God damn it! Uh, I think the the baseline. He's back, the baseline baby. gives me the Bowie kind of a Bowie kind of vibe. And I is it a is it an acoustic twelve string? I feel like it's a twelve string. Am I? Do you think it is? I think there's a twelve string in there. Uh, yeah, but it reminds me. That's what I'm that hearing. That reminds me of some like early Corgan acoustic riffage with the the twelve string going on. So I hear Bowie and uh, Billy a lot in that. Um, but I like the retro synth swells that I think Josh was talking to the the. Woo- 
Um, I like that a lot. I think it's a cohesive song, and I, I do think it really works. It's dreamy. It's nice and smooth. Um, the little dreamy soundscape part is nice. Um, they really are loving the the. I guess this isn't a, quite a format shift, but vocoder. Um, but this is at one point where I kind of feel like, okay, this is a little bit different from the other ones, so I'll let it slide kind of deal. Um, but it just sounds I'll it allow just sounds it more adventurous to me um, and cohesive and actually like a, I don't know, just like a real, like a straightforward song. I don't know. I like it. I like it a lot. That surprises me. It is. Just because I. Why does it surprise you? I don't know. I just would have assumed. I, I, I'm realizing, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm making an ass of you and me, as they say, when I assume. Because uh, I would have assumed that, Logan, you would have liked uh, one of the earlier ones we talked about. I can't remember which one it was now. That was really poppy. Little of your love. No, not that one. Uh, Ready for You. I would have assumed you yeah, liked Ready for yeah, You yeah. and you didn't, wouldn't like this one, but I, I was wrong. It sounds to me like you a song that they could play at the Roadhouse on on Twin Peaks. That I I don't know I don't know why necessarily, but but it, I feel like it would fit. I think there's a different song they'd they play a more yeah, haunting song I'm they'd gonna, play at the Roadhouse. Uh, but we'll get to it later. Stealing words <laughs> okay, out of yeah. my mouth here, guys. <sighs> Should we move on? Please. All right. Track seven kept me crying. Kept Me Crying is another Rostam joint, and uh, this one sounds different to me than than the others. And I I, I kind of I, I hear that Vampire Weekend ish influence come through on this one, maybe especially on those that you kind of just heard at the end the the affected vocal harmonies when it drops out to the was your lover was your friend part. Um, I was always wondering what was up with that, but now that I know, oh, it's Rostam. It's probably his influence. Maybe maybe not. This one, yeah, this one just feels different to me. Um, this one's not my favorite. I think here for me is the first time the album really slows down and kind of makes me think about how this album, like their first album, uh, is maybe kind of front loaded and the <laughs> the best songs are up, up front and then it, it, it's just slows down on the back half. When it gets good for me is um, the guitar soloing at the end. That's that's mainly the highlight for me. I'm just going to play a bit of it here. Once again, Danny ripping ass. Um, I, I, <laughs> I dig those. It's kind of like a left and right speaker uh, guitar harmonies. And it, is it finger tapping? I don't, you, you guys tell me what that is. I, I thought that was cool. But. I, I doubt that it's actual finger tapping, uh, but, you know, just, just, you know, quick ascending riffs. Um, mm-hmm. The, the doo op vibe is, is kind of nice. I really didn't have a lot of notes down for this song because I, I guess I don't think it's very memorable. Um, 
like I had kind of forgotten about those 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 guitar licks on the outro. That to me is more self-titled Prince uh, guitar work, or at least uh, it reminds me um, reminds me of that. Uh, but yeah, I really didn't have a lot to say on this. It, it definitely is kind of a uh, um, a deceleration, I would say, from from what's been going on uh, prior to it. What do you think, John? My 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 only thought um, is that I this isn't one of my favorites, but man, what a great pop hook! Like just the the phrase "I was your lover, I was your friend, now I'm just someone you call when it's late enough to forget." Like I just feel like that's a perfect pop hook line. I don't know. Like it's one of those immediate things. Uh, it's very simple, but like just the way it kind of the rhythm of it and everything. I, I don't know. I just, I felt like that was a example of, of something they do really well um, coming up with that little phrase that I could see being something that could get that, stuck that in hits. your head, you know, um, that gets stuck in the heart, but, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I want to add, I think Rostam actually had a hand in writing this one, right? Like, so the others he produced, oh, but I don't think he had a hand in writing them. This I is, hear that. Yeah. this is one where Makes, he actually uh, like had a hand in writing it. Um, Rostam Batman, of course, but yeah, I don't really yeah. have any, uh, thoughts on this one. Logan, what what are your thoughts on kept me crying? Well, I of course think it's really cool. Um, <laughs> uh, I love the harmonies. Um, I, I, Josh, I think you're, you're saying something there. Um, I think that there's a really good hook in there and I, I love how they, they achieve it. Those harmonies are really cool and they, that sticks out to me. The, the most that's what makes it memorable to me and i feel like this is the first time that the drums actually sound like fucking drums like this is the first time like i'm starting to i feel like this sounds <laughs> like true, an actual true. like band and i i thought i heard fuzz bass at some point uh and mm. like hey i will say that there are some still some unwanted gary glitter vibes going on here that i don't really appreciate <laughs> oh. i just keep oh, getting my. these gary glitter vibes from this band and i don't know why uh, but the lyrics are really catchy um and i uh, the solo blake i also i think is nice and dirty you know i wish they just but here's what here's the problem the song makes just starts giving me this idea of like man i just wish they would just rock out you know just like just go like just rock just you guys can do it you know they can do it i know that they're capable yeah. but it's just like they always seem to like just kind of skirt that that line they just walk right up to that line mm -hmm. they get close and then they just back off and you know, I think that's what I was talking about more uh, with them fading out on a little bit of love or whatever. It's again, you were wanting them to kind of like, I just wish they'd go all out here. And that's like, that's very much what I'm saying. It's like they always get right up to the point where they're going to like really bring it home or something and they just back off. And it, I, that really bothers me. <laughs> you know, I don't know why. Cause they can they're, do they're it. They're edging you, Logan. Ex <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I agree yeah. with you. I kept me edging. Logan. It's like, uh, it's this thing I was thinking of, like how I wish they would make an album. That's just like, just them in a room playing like, Oh, I guess yeah. almost a live album, but like just rock, just, just, just straight Beanie. up. <laughs> just yeah. Do like, it. I don't know. I think, I think that would be cool. They got a good drummer. It's not going to work out. The bass <laughs> players, the, Danielle and Alana are like, they can do it. The, 
they're totally capable of doing it, but it just seems like they're purposely not or something where they're like, oh, we're going to bring you right to it. And then nope. That's disappointing <laughs> to me because I, I do really think they're great musicians and that's, I, I'm, I'm struggling with this album, you know, uh, I want to like it. I, and I just, I just think they're capable of so much more. I don't know, but I, I, I like yeah. this song. I, it, but it just makes the the downfall of it is it just makes me want more from them and i don't you know i i don't want to be one of those listeners like well i want them to sound exactly how i want them to sound you know i don't want to be like that but maybe <laughs> that's would a good be well served by a distorted guitar playing power chords like just slogan. like I, I i think you're right I don't know. Just I, I'd like to see a little bit more energy, or just a little more angst, or just a little bit more. Like I just, they're so. I'm really, I really admire them, and I think they're they're powerful players. But I just, I, I it just leaves me longing for more. And uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. But I, I do like the song. It's the most rock bandy of the songs, I think for sure. Um, and you know where they do fully rock out. In all seriousness, live, live. I can see yeah. that, and but, and that's another you know, thing that I'm missing out on. Unfortunately, you gotta buy a ticket, and t- I, yeah, exactly. Exa- you, you don't get yeah, it um, to really get into a band. Yeah, I, I, I have a quote here. I read an article, and I, I have a quote about that. Don't don't ask me who said it, but uh, someone said, "On your record, I get a Michael Jackson vibe, but live, I hear Thin Lizzy." Hmm. I just thought that was interesting. I would be. I would and as be someone who has seen them live. It, it, it is different. I would definitely love to see them live. I think that would. I would definitely be up for that. So that's a good thing. I would say they go hard. Yeah, but they're not afraid to to go hard and, and let loose. Yeah. and and pull out three drum kits and all and bang on it. Well, I and I'm I'm just really okay. impressed with their playing. Like the live footage that I have seen, I'm just like, yeah, they're they're good. Oh yeah, they're good. I mean, they're they. They're the real deal. Yeah. Um. Maybe it's maybe it's this uh, rec shade fellow. Maybe maybe he's holding it back a little. I don't, I don't know. Uh. We'll have to get to the third album. All right. Track eight. Found it in silence. Another uh, quite different sound on this one. Um, again, uh, co-produced by Rostam. This one, um, founded in silence, right right out the gate. I'm like strings. <laughs> What's going on here? So it's got this super driving beat, driven by um, the syncopated string section, uh, four on the floor kicks, and a brush snare that kind of rolls throughout. To me, the most interesting thing was I believe there are three choruses. Where they they were of course they were repeat the phrase founded in silence a lot, and but but each of the three has a different chord progression under the 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 chorus lyrics, which I thought was was pretty cool, and uh, it's not something I I don't think I've heard from them before. Um, this was one they uh, when they played it live, so they were promoting this record. They they played a couple of these songs live, uh, and I like this one in particular. I was like, I I think I'd rather hear one of the Days Are Gone songs that I'm 
that I'm missing out on in, instead of this. I'll I'll say which ones they are after we do the next song, but um, needless to say, it's uh, it's not my favorite on the record, but it, it does some interesting things. It, it, it gets repetitive with that, that driving string stuff, but um, interesting, interesting. I don't know. What do you all think? Yeah, I the strings for sure like when they start out that's that's the thing that I think grabbed me a little bit but yeah, I didn't I don't know. I ended up not liking this one as much. It's interesting. This is the one where I hear the erectile dysfunction commercial thing a little bit, Logan. Uh, at least with the opening, the strings, the dun, 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 dun. not when it, the vocals start. Once the vocals start, it kind of loses that. But, but I, I kind of see what you're you're saying about it. Uh, the commercial commerciality, I guess, of it a little bit on this song. But yeah, this is by the way one where the repetitive title thing did kind of start to grate on me. Uh, kind of like on the last album. I know they've done it multiple times on this album so far but for whatever reason this was the one where it started to kind of grate on me i'm like okay they're doing this again um Uh but i don't know that was that was all i thought about um i I didn't really have anything else uh matt uh i had a couple of notes um talking about maybe not so much a viagra commercial as a like corporate pr you know here at Exxon, <laughs> we're meeting the challenges of 21st century energy. Um, my other note was uh, founded in Coldplay because uh, I, I got a big. Uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, big, you know, kind of later, later Coldplay. Um, is it Viva, yeah, Viva La Vida? Viva La Vida. Yeah, that's the song. Um, that's the one. But uh, but th- there's there's some things to like here. Uh, I guess the only thing I have down is um, is the the vocal phrasing that kind of slacks with the uh, with the with the beat. You know, it's it's a very driving you know four four on the floor beat. But uh, when she's doing the uh, stood by him every time, I was scared, I was blind, wasn't I? How it kind of you know weaves in and out of the pocket. I I think that really works um, as a as a performance, you know, I just, that was the thing that, that really kind of took me, uh, the, the first few times, uh, that I listened through this, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely not one that I would, um, skip anything to get to, uh, for, for sure. Um, it's another, uh, four, five, six minor, uh, progression. You know, they, they do a lot of that. That's, that's a very common progression, you know, in all of pop music, but, uh, I, I've definitely noticed it here. It is a lot of the repetition of the title. I think it, it, it does, um, start to wear out. It's welcome in, in a big way here, but, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's definitely, uh, I'm fine. Logan, before you talk. I just want to say, I want to take a guess. No, I was going to say, based place your bets, boys. So place your bets. Okay. Yeah, you based on how my mind, I so wasn't far, even going to tell this you. This is going to be one of your gonna, all-time faves. I wanted faves. to know your bets. <laughs> so you go ahead and just You're bet You're going to be like, this is one of my favorites. <laughs> Josh thinks so you, it's going to be one of my favorites. Josh thinks it's going to be one of my favorites. What do you think, Matt? I don't, I don't think so. I think you're going to say something about silence i wish it was silence i'd rather have silence (laughs) (laughs) okay so i like the song's energy Uh, i think it's driving and i think it's with purpose 
Um, I like the production and I like the orchestration. I think that's really cool. I can hear what you're saying, Josh. I can hear you and, and Matt about the Exxon. You know, I, I can definitely hear that. Um, <laughs> but there's some really cool sounds in here and little freakouts that I kind of admire. And and I think this is the point which I know it sounds repetitious to you guys, but this was the first point in the album that I felt like I could truly connect lyrically with something. And that was found it in silence. Like, I mean, that's, that's something I have a deep connection with. I find all you come to realizations when you're just thinking and quiet by yourself and, and, and just pondering and wondering and letting your, your mind, you know, go on an adventure and think about something like that's the kind of, uh, I just really like that you find something in silence. So that really connected with me. Um, it's nice to hear a little something different from them too, which I, I think is good. It's nice to change it up. And though I can't really pinpoint why, but I I feel like it's got this walking in Memphis kind of vibe to it. And I don't <laughs> like at one point, I, I think I was successfully able to sing walking in Memphis over it. It is such a way, but I wouldn't be able to recreate it now. Uh, but walking in Memphis. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm also nuts, so who knows? Found it in silence. Cause I'm walking in Memphis. That that wasn't funny, was it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> but uh, I I did like the deviation. Speaking of walking, though. Um, <laughs> speaking of walking, I love high music videos. Um. Let's oh. move on to no- number nine, Walking Away. Away, I'm not gonna wait. Nothing you could say that'll make me think every chance that we had in this day. All the times it got away from us. Away, I'm not gonna wait. Nothing you could say that'll make me think I very purposely uh, <laughs> took a clip from the best part of the song. Um, <laughs> this... This is the only one that's produced only by Rostam, so no uh, no Ariel on this one, and it it has a kind of a different feel, so you can uh, you can kind of tell. I don't have official uh, background stuff on it. I thought that the uh, so, okay, it's almost like a a, a two parter here. It it starts as as something slow that doesn't really hook me. And doesn't really move the needle for me, but then about two minutes in, it it starts to get good, and then it really gets good, and it's like shit. That beat fucking smacks. It's a bit re- repetitive, but I even just listening just now, I've I've felt myself uh, grooving a little <laughs> bit, There's a little bit of that Michael Jackson in it once again. Um, <laughs> Fell a little wiggle. <laughs> the end when it, when it gets groovy, it gets good. Uh, always down for those syncopated daniel vocals um it ends so strong on uh well i want to play the end in a second because i think the ending is just so strong even though the beginning's slow um i wanted to know if anyone heard when they start the say something part toward the end it made me i had this sense memory of freedom 90 (laughs) (laughs) the george michael because i think it yeah i think it's the same chord progression and and similar sounding vocal harmonies Say something, say something. That part, I don't know. Uh, I think I just recently watched that music video, the with Jessica, the weird one with the the supermodels, um, and that's why it, it was on my mind. But let me let me play you um, the the end of Walking Away, where I think it really shines. Away, 
Freedom. <laughs> freedom. <laughs> so, yeah, good. Walking Away is, is, is a half and half song for me. It, it, it's not good until it is. I, man, I feel like all I've said re- lately is that I have nothing to say. And this is another one where Josh doesn't kind of listen to these songs you, Blake, as much. Uh, I did listen to it, but I, nothing I just, I don't say. know. I, I will nothing say the one say. that, the thing that grabbed me on this one was the two melodies. The one doing the, the walking away, walking away part while the other one does the, I'll wait, I'm not going to wait. Yeah. Like I, that was really good. The, like the kind of way that those two vocal parts work together. But uh, yeah, I don't have anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did listen to this album. I you swear, son of a bitch. But I, I yeah. just hey, I have things on the next two. I'll say that I have, I have right, stuff right, on the next right, two. Right. It's just this middle section. No, I, I kind of uh, lulled a little bit. Glaze over my thoughts on it because it, I just <laughs> glazed over. It was all Heim it's fine, and I was like, okay, Heim fine. I'm in, I'm in a hammock with, you know, <laughs> thinking about the beach or something. Uh, <laughs> Matt, did you have any? Did you have more thoughts than I did on walking away? Um, probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the 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 two vocal count, counter melodies do really work. Um, I, I do like that. You know, kind of how it builds the tension and and the, you know you've got a lot of different elements going on. That outro is a uh, it's a time when they when they they really stick the landing on having a lot of different, um, you know, different things that have kind of come together in, into one. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, uh, it, it's kind of an interesting, um, song. I, I, I remember liking the beat, um, you know, kind of really stuttery and, 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 you know, non, non-standard, which, uh, which is fun. Um, I, I have a note here, love the roomy vocal beds. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know where I could point you to to listen for that, but, uh, you know, uh, I get it. Per, per normal, uh, you know, there, there's lots of good uh, vocals going on uh, with them. But, yeah, it's um, uh, this was the the other in my kind of odd, more hip hop R&B uh, pairing. Um, I still think that um, uh, Ready for You uh, is is the stronger number. But um, but th- th- this one's fine. Yeah. It's 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 time fine. It's time fine. I'm fine. It's time fine. I like that it's more stripped down than a lot of the other compositions. You know that's a refreshing. Uh, it, it's kind of a chill vibe, and I'm into that. It's smooth and it's not complicated. I feel like a lot of these songs on this album are just kind of like there's just a lot of. Some of them don't even sound like songs to me. It just sounds like glued together like different sounds all kind of happening to these like echoey drums. I don't know. Um, I think that there's a vibe here and I appreciate that the, there is a song on the album like this. I think it definitely has its place. I can see where it would be overlooked. Um, but I think the vocals are really strong and they're really tight on this, on this song. Um, so it's high fine. Um, I'll let it, let it slide, let it walk on by. Do you think that this is, the spiritual successor to my song five is there a spiritual successor to my song five no i don't think so there is no successor to that i don't think so (laughs) i don't think they've been i appreciated that far out they they went on that one and i was hoping that there was going to be another song like that on this album um but to me that there's not well if my song five is so great how come there's no my song six (laughs) 
<laughs> That's uh, it. May, it really makes you think. It makes you think. <laughs> um, Logan, do you think Frymheim is Heim fine? Say that again. What? <laughs> what? Rat. <laughs> do you think? Do you think? Do you think Frymheim is Heim fine? Frymheim is Heim fine. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah, is Frymheim Heim fine? It could be. Potentially. Depending on what angle you come from. I heard that, you know. <laughs> I heard that she sued her sisters over copyright because apparently the, the Frymheim did some Heim Who's crimes. Who's Frymheim? I'm sorry. <laughs> Frymheim, you What the hell are you Brie talking Larson. about right now? Brie Larson, we were, ju- we were oh, just yeah. joking about I never the Brie Larson that sketch one. last time. Oh, the, but Logan did. <laughs> oh. Forgot about the Frymheim. I really, I really wish let's, I had taken the time uh, to come up with a fake headline. I'm crying. Never mind. <laughs> hey, guess what? We should listen Ice to the cl- next song hey. right now. Ice Clown. Fuck. <laughs> Ice Town costs Ice Clown Town Crown. Boom. Anyway. Blake Walker, everyone. Blake Walker. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. you Thank Blake. you. Let's stop this foolishness right now. Track 10. You left me searching for a reason Why'd you leave? Left me in the dust And now you're saying that you need me, babe Right now, right now And now you're saying that you need me, babe So this song was released as somewhat of a promotional single ahead of the album. It's in the uh, the the Valentine short film by Paul Thomas Anderson. To me, it's a a ballad style song that works. Um, whereas maybe some of the slower ballad style ones on the first album didn't work as well as this one. I think it's really uh, interesting to open on that like eight oh eight type drum machine. Just a, a strange sound. You're like, what's gonna what is this going to be? Then an organ kicks in, then a piano kicks in. I really like the um, the right now backup vocals that sound like Esty. And a couple big standouts to me. Um, I think it's on verse two. <laughs> I'm going to call it the most telegraphed guitar about to drop in <laughs> background noise in, in, uh, in music. Yeah. So tell me... I, I think I love oh, this, man. but oh my god, there's so much there's so much lead up to like plugging your guitar in and getting ready to just fucking slam oh, out three epic power chords and then that's say. it. I have to play it. You know I gotta do it. You know I gotta do it. Gave you my love, thought I could trust you. <laughs> you let me down at every turn. That home, that home. Three chords and it's out. Um, just wait your turn. Um, You're edging. The, the last, I know I'm edging you. The last thing I'll say is that the bridge is my favorite part. Uh, it's it's sublime to me. Here it is. Thought this would be easy. 
yeah, pretty brief, and then it's back to that. But but yeah, uh, I, I I dig it. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I actually have some things to say here. Uh, I. I this was one that really grew on me. I think like at first I was like eh, it's okay, and then I, every the more I listened to it, it kind of grew on me. And then watching the the video, so the video I should mention, it's not really an official video. It's just an excerpt from that longer short film, the Valentine short film that Paul Thomas Anderson did. And one thing that stands out for sure is the recording on the video is a live performance of the song. So it's not the studio performance. And so there are some differences. For instance, there isn't that long lead up to the guitar chords uh, being played. And when the guitar chords are played, it's just the guitar. Like basically the video is Danielle playing piano and singing SD playing bass and Alana playing guitar. And then at the end, SD and Alana switch to playing drums. And the video has just like a lot of energy. And I feel like, it kind of won me over to this song a little more watching them play it. Um, they, they just seem to get into it a lot. And the, and the drum part, especially when they SD and Alana start playing drums at the end, it really, oh, really yeah. kicks into gear. Uh, it's actually kind of funny. The video ends with it's on Danielle. The camera is, but you can hear someone in the background. I'm assuming it's SD say, and that's how you fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> like kind of shout that. I it just, I think it's SD. We can't tell. It's, um, it's her. It's her. That sounds okay. like an Esty thing to do. Because it's yeah. on Danielle's face, so you can't tell if it's Alana or Esty in the back. But I don't know. It's just there's such an energy to the performance in the video that it really this made me like this song more. Um, it makes me think, actually, I could see where the live stuff would really make you feel that way about the other stuff. One thing I, I noticed with this song that I found a similarity to is, and I think Matt will pick this up as well, Wilco's Via Chicago in the same way the Wilco song via Chicago has the, like it, it does like a noisy thing in the middle that then kind of retracts back to the really quiet part. This has that as well. And I actually yeah. really like that when the guitar hits and the synth and it does that kind of thing. And then they back out. Um, so I actually thought that was kind of cool. And I also, I liked the spoken word in this one. Uh, it adds a nice atmosphere, the spoken word. Where, where do they the, speak? There's a part where you hear this talking just saying, like, somehow it's so clear. <laughs> it's, oh, like, weird. Yeah. Then what's that sound? Like, it's just random bits of spoken word, but it, mm-hmm. I don't know, it adds a, an atmosphere to it that I think is good. This isn't my favorite song on the album by far, but um, I, I do, it, it kind of, uh, what's the, now I can't remember, the, the song near the end of Days Are Gone that is a similar thing where it's, like, this kind of... Uh, gets into more of a rocking part um that wasn't the go. last huh let me go yeah maybe it's let me go that's like not the last track but it's kind of like to the last ultimate track yeah, that second to let, that yeah, kind of kicks it up into gear that's let me go um, yeah a little bit although i agree with I, I think this is what logan will say in this one and what logan said multiple times which is they should have went further um but matt what are your thoughts on uh, right now i think they could have gone further, but they went they went far enough. Um, all of all of the vibe is great. Um, you know the 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 eight hundred eight bass is is good. Um, you know everything sounds very roomy and ethereal. It's got that that piano again. Um, yeah, obviously going into that power chord. Uh, that, that's that that is a, a great moment in 
uh, in feedback intros, I would say. <laughs> um, don't have a lot written down for it, but I like it. Um, you know, it's it's one of the better uh, better songs on the album. I think I I have to deduct points. I I don't the rhythm of the right now right now. If it wasn't like every third line, I don't think it would bother me as much as it does. But it, it's just kind of it's out of the pocket in a way that I think that I think is kind of distracting rather than than interesting. And you know, again, maybe that would be less so if. Uh, if it wasn't um, repeated so many times, but but I, I like it. I mean, not that that's that's a, a small nit to pick, but I, I think Logan has some thoughts. Lay, lay it on us, spill it. Logan sits down to listen to this song. Ah, another <laughs> subdued track, a short film. Oh, oh, wait, is that is that feedback? <laughs> is that oh oh wow? Is that synthesizers about to go off? Oh, yes, yes, rock, yes, heim sissies, yes, oh, wait, wait, maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll hit the rock pedal more here in a minute. Bro, oh, bro, they're oh, edging just, you. Oh, just more quiet piano. Uh, nope. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn it. I don't appreciate I what they're doing to me right now. That's what they're doing to me right now. I don't appreciate it. That was pretty cruel, you know? It's like, again, with Let Me Go. It's just like, come on. Like, I get less is more. I'm not a plebeian. (laughs) Uh, But I just think, like, this was, this really could have upped Let Me Go. I think Let Me Go was a better, almost a better one than, than this one. Um so yeah, it, I I liked it, but again, I was just so I don't know dejected that it didn't just really go off. Because um, especially that that synthesizer swell right there when that goes off, and then that those chords, it's just like yeah, I I that woke me up. That like I'm like yes, this is the moment I've been waiting for for the entire album, and they just <laughs> they're just like oh, just kidding, JK. Yeah, I get that. They're teasing you. And it's not, it's I not don't cool, appreciate not it. not cool to leave a dude hanging it. like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, fair. A fair assessment. The final track, once again, 11 tracks, a good number for an album. Night So Long. I don't really have background uh, on this. Uh, I'll be brief like the song. Um, There's not a lot going on here except for beautiful vocal harmonies, uh, utterly drenched in reverb, uh, enough to drown in, but I'm okay with that. I think it works here. I I think brief works here. Very minimal song, very few lyrics, and boy, those hymns, they love to end a record on a subdued vibe, don't they? <laughs> um, 
but I, uh, you know, it's about a three star song for me. It is, it is quite pretty. Uh, I don't mind it ending that way, but yeah, that's, uh, you know. So this is the song that I, as I was listening to it, I thought, I bet Matt thinks this will be my favorite song on the album. Cause it just feels <laughs> like this is the type of song that I would really like. And by the way, that's not wrong. I, I do really like this song. Um, <laughs> I just, it, as I was listening, I was like, this is the kind of stereotypical Josh song, I feel like, if, uh, of it's this pretty album. Josh. Uh, I, I, I love the roominess of it, the, the way that the guitar and the bass sort of, they, they almost got like a room vibe. Um, you know, it, it, it is produced, but it, it has a live sort of feel. And the video kind of goes with that. There's a, a video for this one yeah. as well. Paul Thomas Anderson directed it. It is a live performance. Uh, at least it. I don't actually know if the recording is live, like it was for the other one. Um, but it is them playing on stage at the Greek theater to an empty stadium. But then the camera spins around at the end, and the stadium's full of fans. Um, so just a very, I don't know, very slow sort of song, uh, roomy. But I, I do really like it. Uh, the chord progression, I think, is great. I looked up the chord progression, kind of did what Matt, I think, usually does, and, and actually looked up what it was, because I was like, there's certain chords they throw in there that are really cool. And, you know, the basic structure of the song is is a pretty standard kind of C, F chord progression, but they throw in like a B flat and an E major in there, and it just sort of, in the middle, kind of throws it off a little bit and, and gives it an interesting, uh, unique feel. I, I also want to mention that similar to the last album, uh, this is the last song on the album and has the least amount of Spotify plays. So whatever it is, when people listen to Haim albums, they just don't listen to the last song, I guess. Uh, mm. Which I thought this one was strange because it has a video and everything, but still, it is the least played song on this album. Kind of bookended there. The first song is the most, this song is the la- uh, least, but... I, I really enjoy this song. Uh, I don't think I would want a whole album of this type of song, um, but it works as sort of an album closer. Matt, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a great closer. Um, I I also really like this song. Uh, you know, I'm a known sucker for, you know, slow, quiet, con- contemplative uh uh, sad bastard music, and, and that's what, what I think <laughs> we have here. I kind of wish that this would have been the spot for the uh, for the big guitar hit, and maybe they don't do it in right now, or maybe they do it uh, there and do it here as well. It, it feels a little bit unfinished, and and that's probably for, uh, by design, and and uh, you know that, that that's that's a an aesthetic choice to make because it is definitely you know kind of that um, kind of somber album closer. It kind of reminds me of motion picture soundtrack, you know, both in, uh, you know, another kind of qu- not subdued quiet closer. necessarily, but but subdued closer that uh, th- that's got a lot of uh, a lot of vocals. You know, Blake, you mentioned the vocals. They're great. Uh, I love, you know, yeah. it's, it's very choral, I thought, um, you know, uh, or, or like, you know, something that you might hear in, in a cathedral or something, which is, you know, is matched by the reverb. They're probably using some kind of patch called cathedral. Um, <laughs> yeah, cathedral preset. <laughs> uh, and, and, and yeah, it, it is a great chord progression. It's, uh, you know, it kind of 
is deceptively complex because it moves around and um and you know kind of has some interesting resolutions so i i I really like it i uh i think it's um i think it works i would would have liked to have you know had him turn up the gain a little bit but but i'm i'm happy with with having it as it is um this is probably my maybe my favorite song on the album I wish I Whoa. wish that Heim blowing my mind. I wish that Heim would have played this song in the Roadhouse on Twin Peaks: The Return. I'm down for this <laughs> kind one. of yeah, content. This the is the Twin Peaks sounding song to me. Um, it's beautiful. I, I agree. Completely beautiful vocals and harmonies. Like I feel like Lynch wrote this song and Rebecca Del Rio <laughs> sang it and. I just lo- I love the vibes and I love the bells. Um, I, that's nice new instrumentation yes. to hear. It's just beautiful and I th- it really I don't know when you said that the, this was like the lowest like the lowest uh, number of listens that just really kind of just like kind of stabbed me in the gut a little bit. I'm just like man, this is like it, it was just my I think it was my favorite song on the album actually, and I I wish that it wasn't over so quickly um i'm glad that not all the songs were like this but i definitely appreciate that this song is on here i also am a fan of them ending on a subdued note but yeah i really like this one all right we made it to the same page um okay so last night i made a shocking discovery did anyone's version of this album have a bonus track called waters running dry i read about it but i didn't listen to it well, apparently it's only on the the Urban Outfitters exclusive vinyl copy that I got. And I didn't even realize until my listen last night that it was even on there. So, like, this song was completely new to me. I'm not going to play it or get into it uh, because I, I've listened to it once in my life. It's got kind of a, a halfway country feel and slide guitar on there. Uh, then some, some Moog synths come in and it's like a weird crossover thing. Uh, it's it's a Rostam joint. I don't even remember it that much, but I apparently I gave it three stars. Anyway, water's running dry. Bonus track. You can, <laughs> I, I I like the idea of a bonus track only on vinyl that incentivizes you to buy the vinyl rather than bonus tracks on streaming that aren't on the vinyl for some infuriating reason. <laughs> I don't know why they would want to. Re- I mean, I, I, I've not heard the song, so I, I don't know what kind of vibe it is. But but boy, they would. It would really be kind of a, a very Her Majesty kind of thing to do to to follow Night So Long with with some kind of you know country ditty with <laughs> with slide guitar. It's not yeah, it's not a ditty. I mean it it, it it's got a serious vibe oh, to it. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's and it's a full it's a fully realized song, not a, a goofy little sketch like Her Majesty. Anyway, um, just thought I'd throw that in there for shits and grins. So what do we do next, bangers? Yeah. All right, let's do bangers. Bangers, bangers. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll take a while to get used to that. I think, oh boy, Logan ain't going like me. <laughs> uh, Go for it. I think the I I kind of de- decided these off the off the cuff j- just today. Um, and and my my banger might change day to day, but I think today my banger is. A little of your love. <coughs> mine, Gosh. mine is. Uh, it, it has to be. Are you dying? <laughs> you made me choke. Logan, die. 
it has to be uh, "Want You Back." I, I "Want You Back" okay. is is a all time Heim song for me. It's in That's my top up. top five Heim songs, and it just it's it also is a very uh, it's I don't know it it bangs it slaps I don't know what what the it kids does. say. Uh, Matt, does. what's your banger? Uh, I had um, "Little of Your Love" written down, Blake, and and. Again, it's kind of a moving target for me as well. But but I, I think my banger is something to tell you, and, and specifically for that um, that climbing. Um, I don't have the lyrics in front of me anymore, but um, going into the "I Was Innocent," that that is that is the the mm-hmm. whole banger of the album right there. Is that little little climb up to uh, "I Was Innocent"? Very interesting choice. I like it. Well, uh, this. I think this will be a first in uh, disco- discographology history. Um, there are no bangers on this album. <laughs> no, there's not yeah, you have to a banger. One. Not there's a lot. No bangers. If I had to pick, it's e- it's even one of the songs that I'm not even that crazy about. I would pick probably something like "Nothing's Wrong." I like that one, like kind of okay. right off the bat. Um, despite some things that kind of bothered me about it, but uh, I would probably go back to "Nothing's Wrong" or you know "Night So Long" the most. But I honestly, my my true answer is there are no bangers on this album. <laughs> Not for me, at least. Not okay. for me. I mean, a, a banger is a feeling, so I, I suppose that is valid. Okay, so four four different answers for bangers. I like it. Um, let's move on to Don't Sleep On It. Don't sleep on it. <laughs> uh, I don't want anyone to sleep on You Never Knew. You Never Knew How Good This Fucking Song Is. I gotta go with Night So Long just because it's a great song and it has the least amount of plays apparently. And so you gotta you gotta check out Night So Long. Get to the end of the album. Matt, those would be both my picks. I I have you never knew down. It's just so fun. You you, got to get in there and you know sit down in that hammock and 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 just chill out for a while with it. Wow, I'm really surprised. Uh, And some you never knew. I I picked that or night so it would be basically night so long. But you never knew. Yeah, that is my don't sleep on it. See, we all take That's different paths, one. but we all kind of, at some point, we, we end up crossing, you know? It, it, we we'll, we <laughs> get there. Sure. And Unless you're, uh, go slow. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Was that the one that I didn't like that everybody else liked? No, know. it was the one that I liked that nobody else <laughs> liked. <laughs> oh, okay. That, it was the other way. Okay. All right. What do we got next? And Mike? as always, with some songs, you just got to say... Um, so I had, I had a few contenders for this. Um, I all, Ooh, I almost said night so long, but you guys, it's a beautiful song and you guys convinced me that no, I'm not going to skip that. Um, so when I heard, when I heard them play walking away and found it in silence live, I was like, I'd rather they skip these and, and play, play days are gone and play. Um, if I could change your mind, they didn't play those. Two. Ooh, they weren't promoting that, that album. Sucks. I was heartbroken. Anyway, I would be too. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll say skip skip found it in silence because I like that end of walking away so much. That's what I got to go with. I'm gonna go with kept me crying. 
I, I just, yeah. I don't know. There's a few kind of in that area that I was not too energized yeah. about, but kept me crying is, is the one I think I would have to say. You can probably skip that one. I, I don't want it to make me cry, so I, I, I'm skipping that one as well because it, it would keep <laughs> me crying. Um, they're just, you know, of it's the weakest song on the album, and uh, uh, skip it to get to, uh, to, to to get to what's next. Oh, kept me skipping. I'll skip little of your love for sure every time, <laughs> no doubt, hundred percent. We could have figured that out. <laughs> but I'm gonna start the next. Skipping I'm gonna the start singles. the next segue into the next part of what I would cover, and it would definitely be kept me crying. Hmm. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Because okay. it sounds like a rock band could pull it exactly. off. Exactly. Let me think about cover for a second. I <laughs> I, I forgot. My, my cover idea was that we do want you back, but we all have to like walk down the road singing and doing dance <laughs> oh moves God. to it. Um, <laughs> you know, can uh, I, can I do the, Hey, <laughs> you can. Yes. Uh, Jessica will love it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. This one was a hard one to pick a cover on just because, I think all of them would be hard for four dudes to pull off <laughs> yeah. uh, in a way. I mean, like I love night so long and it's one of the more organic ones that you could easily see, you know, a, you know, a rock band playing, but I, I don't think it works for anyone else other than them to, to play and sing that one. I bet so Elliot I Smith could make a great version. I, I of... feel, I feel like, yeah, I feel like you would have to almost choose one like a Want You Back or something and just do like a complete reinterpretation of it, you know, like take like yeah. a pop song and just completely reinterpret it. Because um, I don't know if it would work just to try to do a straight ahead cover of any of these, really. But that's my thoughts. Right. Uh, Matt, what do you think? It's, it was a tough choice. Um, I think right now would would be would be a good cover. Um, you know, I. I would cover I would cover several of these songs, but uh, but yeah, it, it does. You know, any one that you do, I think would would require a a pretty significant level of interpretation and and uh, um, adjustment for you know different uh, different voices and and different instrumentation. But um, but I, I I like the progression on right now. I I do like the the feel and the vibe, and I think that might be fun to uh, uh, to to try. What if you took right now and when the guitar kicks in, you actually go into full gear instead of dying back down and you like complete the song where, where they didn't and like you let it take mm, off and you let it fly. I don't know. I might, I might cover one of the Fleetwood Macs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing's wrong or, or you never knew. Uh, they're a tie. I'll cover either of those. So, uh, do we, do we give final final judgments? Yeah. Yes. Final ratings. You, uh, Josh, you can go. Oh, okay. I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking. <laughs> well, you can let me do my hot take here. So, uh, oh my hot take is that I think I might enjoy. Logan's gonna have a heart attack. I think I might enjoy this album more than I enjoyed Days Are Gone. I I kind of think as a whole I I liked this album more. Although there are some songs on Days Are Gone that I think are higher quality than most of the songs on this album. But I kind of looked at my percentage and it was like nine out of 12 songs that I basically really liked. Uh, so kind of rounding it up nine to 10 out of 12, uh, of 11, be like an 75, 
11? Uh, oh, why did I have 12? Why did I have 12? Yeah, 9 out of 11. Because the then. bonus track. I didn't put the bonus track on there. Yeah, about 9 <laughs> out of 11 then. So I, I would say I give this one 4 out of 5 copies of Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that album cover. I hate that album cover. Back probably oh, in most dangling <laughs> most balls. Every dangling balls and ballet slippers. <laughs> I want to just have a heart attack. Uh, so that that's my rating. Uh, Matt, what's your rating? I don't know if I've decided if I like this better than Days Are Gone. I, I don't think that I do. This this is a three honest man album. Um, it's solid. It's got good tracks. It's there. There's nothing. There, there's nothing there that 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 really is gonna you know uh, gonna grab you and and um, and shake you by the lapels though. I, I think so. Th- three honest men wearing leather jackets. <laughs> um, I I think I I might think this is ever so slightly of an improvement on days are gone it to me it also it's also very different i i think i forgot what i gave days are gone but i'm just going to go ahead and give this four and a half a four and a half block strip of ventura boulevard down which our heims can walk dance four and a half yeah so Overall, obviously, I I feel like I was kind of disappointed by this album. It just didn't land for me the same way that Days Are Gone did. I think the little bit that my wife had heard sounds like, she said, this sounds like what it probably sounds like in Lauren Conrad's head. <laughs> like She's like, this, <laughs> no, she's like, this is some bo- boho bullshit. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, that made me laugh a lot. Uh, because she's oh, not no. wrong, oh, no. um, <laughs> at least in my opinion. Um, but I had trouble with this when I ended up only liking about, or at least letting six out of the 11 songs get by with a 55% or 2.5 out of five format shifts. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. So what's, uh, okay. what's next, Blake? So next we have uh, the most recent record <laughs> we've ever done um, from earlier this summer. Uh, Heim's third and most recent release. Uh, it's called Women and Music Part 3. It's a very different feel on this one, uh, I think. But I shouldn't get into that. Uh, but yeah, tune in for the, uh, I guess, the conclusion of our, of our Heim series and, until they release something else. What else do we say here? Uh, we do some plugs. You can find more of that on all major streaming services uh, at or go to moreofthat.bandcamp.com and check us out. Uh, we're also out of Twitter jail. Uh, you can follow us at more of that band. Follow the podcast at discography. <laughs> it's your goddamn word. I know. <laughs> <laughs> follow the podcast at discograph pod and follow me yeah. at, at i am edward james almost my podcast shelf life a collector's podcast is back so give that a listen uh if you like nerdy shit my wife's podcast uh are you there pod is still going strong it never went away if you like if you're into young adult nostalgia check that out and as per usual, I'm messing around and releasing little playlists and fun things on Logan Williams Music on YouTube 
And you can find me on Instagram at Deeper Grooves. I highly recommend his record cleaning service. Thank you. Yeah. All right. It's uh, it, it's like magic. I tells you. What should we play at the end here? Ooh, uh, we haven't played. Uh, we what about uh, what went wrong? Sure. Yep. What went wrong? That's a fun one. We'll play that one. I do have a, a, from the latest uh, Are You There pod, I think our sign-off is now, remember to listen to music. Blake Blake gets that. (laughs) Is that what I said on there? You did. You said said. the sign-off on this podcast is now, remember to listen to music. (laughs) I like that. Okay, so... So know. let me let me give an ending thing. Okay, you don't have to uh, do that if you don't want. I just... our, uh, nope. As as always, our signature sign off <laughs> is uh, always remember to listen to music. <laughs> we are more of that for discographology, and this is our song to play you out. It's called "What Went Wrong." Thanks, everybody. See ya. <laughs>